Hello and welcome to the Bonus Stage Podcast. My name is Lucas Shin. With me, as always, is George Gessie. Yo, that's me. That is, that is you. Me. Yeah. Amy Betts. Hello. And Sully Iqbal. Salutations. Ooh. Sully is currently in an apartment without internet, so we're really hope he doesn't yeah. drop out during this episode. <laughs> but if he does... I hope you guys don't cut out, because I'm going to sit here awkwardly like, yeah, man, sure, <laughs> boy, boy. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so if he does cut out, that's the reason why, but fingers crossed, we're all smooth sailing. So, this week, PlayStation's bought a bunch of stuff, xCloud has been all upgraded, and... The biggest thing of all, George, the biggest thing, mm. we, we got an email from a listener. We and it did is, get a, an email. it is a banger of an email. Thank you very much. Uh, person's name is Kevin. Thank you very much, Kevin. Uh, we're going to read out his question a little after we do a classic little yay or nay news section. Everyone ready for this? Love the news. Yeah. Okay. We're going to burn through it really quickly. It's very console centric, heavy on the PlayStation because. I didn't take notes last week. So here we go. <laughs> First one's up. Housemark, the developer of Returnal, has now been purchased by PlayStation. It is now a first-party developer. Yay or nay to this, everybody? Gets a big old yay from yeah, me. Yeah, big, big yay from me as well, yeah. Big old yay for me too. I mean, I bloody loved Returnal. I think I rented about how much I liked Returnal a few yes. episodes back. So from my... My point of view, this means we'll either get more Returnal or we'll get more things like Returnal. And I really like that Housemark have now have the security of that kind of Sony money creeping around them. Because, hey, it, it's it's weird having a, a, a weird money hand grab you, but if it, if it keeps the doors open and keeps the lights on, I'm very happy for it. Good. Yes. Any Anyone else have any other take? We're going to burn through it really fast this week. Uh, I mean, I was going to quickly say, yeah, I mean... I like that they've got money now to do extra things, but I'm just like, it'd be nice for them to have maybe be able to bring their games to a wider audience, but also they now have the money to go on to make more games. They have like unlimited backing. So yeah, it's a give and take. No, mate, I get, in my opinion. That is, that is a really good shout because that is the um, the downside to kind of, I guess, a studio being bought is their, their games are now only locked to whatever system their publisher, which is now Sony, decides to put it onto. Um, and in the next one, we'll kind of see that it will probably be PlayStation and PC, given their second acquisition mm-hmm. this week. But um, yeah, it is kind of the Xbox crowd won't get it, but in the same sort of way that the PlayStation crowd won't get things like Starfield, it is what it is. Yeah. That is kind of the market at the moment. True. So mm-hmm. let's move in straight on to the second one. Uh, Porting House Nixus was also purchased by PlayStation. Nixus are uh, known for doing uh, the PC ports of lots of Square Enix things. Marvel's Avengers is a fairly recent one. I also remember them doing Shadow of the Tomb Raider. They essentially take a good old console game, make it run like a little dream on the PC. And now that PlayStation has bought them, everything's basically going to come to PC, right? This, this is what it means. Am I the only one that thinks this? Yeah. I mean, yeah, dude. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Like money, money. I mean, that's the only reason you buy somewhere like Nexus. If you're like, you know, all these yeah. games that we have, let's just whack these on the fucking PC. Let's get those Steam bucks, yeah. <laughs> right? Steam yeah. bucks, the Epic Game Store bucks. Ooh. Epic Game Store bucks. I mean, I'm going to do a quick quip round right now that I haven't told you guys about. Hand. What game would you like them to port to the PC first? Oh, <gasps> and Jesus I put you on the, on the Christ! Yeah. Why did you do that? I don't know. <laughs> it, it literally just came to me. So uh, oh. Yeah. oh. Um, Kiss and Two from uh, the PlayStation Two. It's what interesting. 
Cool. Yep. Cool. You wanted a quick answer? That's uh, my quick answer. Sure. You brought this upon yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, uh, let's think. I mean, my immediate would be Bloodborne. Port Bloodborne to PC. Mm. <clears throat> Just because... You know, the mods, you know, I mean, I don't even have to tell you about mods. Like, just, it would be amazing. It would be hilarious. And also, it's a good game, and they should do it. And it's, like, infinite money for them. They should just do it, because people will buy that shit. Let's go. Yeah. I'm done. I mean, I, I agree on the Bloodborne thing, because hopefully if they did a PC port Bloodborne that ran more than fucking 1080p at 30, roughly, we'd get that on PlayStation as well. But that's just, I think that's just wishful thinking at this point. Amy. Mm. What you, what's your suggestion? Uh, Spider-Man, probably. Oh, good yeah. shit. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Spider-Man. And um, like, yeah, thinking about the mods you could do on that could probably be really fun. Mm. So, I'd, yeah. But like, I don't know. It's a... It's, you've kind of caught me in the headlights with this question. I know. I'm sorry, <laughs> Luca. I know. I'm sorry. But I, I think oh, okay, Spider-Man okay. Is, a, is a really good shout because, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man is... I, it, I always forget just how popular Spider-Man is as a character. I'm sure it's shifted fucking units okay. for their for their PlayStation 4 mm. and probably a big reason mm-hmm. some people bought a PS5. So I think this is a great mm. one to put on, on the PC because, yeah, especially the first game, it's been out a couple of years. They did their remaster for the, the PlayStation 5 kind of, yeah. he's got a new face. Why not put that face on the PC, get those PC monies? It, it'll make sense. So, yeah. I mean, my my shout would be uh, the Uncharted series. I fucking love the Uncharted series, and, and I think more people being able to play those games. They're they're not very PC games, really. They're very much like yeah. these cinematic couch kind of pulpy things. But yeah. I imagine there's tons of people on the PC that would love to to play those games because they're fun as fuck. I love them. I mm. think we missed one, unless they've already ported it. Ooh, go on, Dad of War. God of oh well, yeah, Dead of War could be pretty yeah. pretty good. <laughs> like I can imagine seeing the PC gamers beat the try and beat the Valkyries and stuff mm. like in like mm. a fraction of the time a console player could because I don't know them lot are nuts. Yeah. Mm. Also, like we've been mm. saying, mods mods for that game would be fucking banging. So yeah. rideable world serpent. Yeah, Yo. I mean, you know, someone's doing that. Make it happen, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Friend of the show. Friend of the show, Corey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, I think it's a great exhibition. And yeah, more more people being able to play PlayStation games. Why not? Third one, a leak of an acquisition because apparently big companies don't know how to sort out social media things. PlayStation Japan, when everyone tweeted out, hey, Housemark, we bought them, PlayStation Japan was like, we bought Bluepoint and then went, oh, fuck, and then hid the tweet or deleted the tweet. But everyone saw it and everyone's like, oh, have they bought Bluepoint as well? So Bluepoint are the ones that... fired. <laughs> Someone's been fired. Mm-hmm. Um, Bluepoint are the ones that did the Demon Souls remake for PS5. They also did a bunch of ports. Uh, so last year they did the Shadow of the Colossus kind of remake. They also did the, I think it was the Uncharted trilogy kind of remaster on PS4. Mm-hmm. They're really good at what they do. I mean, Demon's Souls PS5 is an absolute banger. So, yeah. I mean, if they if they do end up revealing that they bought them, George, I hope that they're the ones doing the Bloodborne remake because holy my, shit. my The classical music will be blown straight out of my ass. 
When will they do Black Brother Rapper remake? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Blue Point Parappa the Rapper, let's go. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's like that's going to be one hell of a trumpet piece. Jesus, George. <laughs> Oh, this is a family show. I forgot. Sorry. Yeah, family show, George. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, next up, Ghost of Tsushima director's <gasps> cut. So, Sully, you said that you didn't want to, that you're like, ha, oh, I wish I spent more money on Ghost of Tsushima because it's really cool. Well, now you fucking can because this is not going to be a free upgrade. Um, okay. Interesting. Interesting. Let me, I thought I had the page up. I don't have the page what up. Do, yeah, so let what me, do I get with the director's cut? So, I will, Send I will. You know how there's been like some leaks about this expansion or like mini game on the Iki Island? Yeah. Well, that's not that's not a standalone game. That is an expansion that will be part of the director's cut. So you'll be Ooh. absolutely able to access it from act two onwards within the game is when it's kind awesome. of set. And if you've already played the game and you already have a save, you can bring that save across and you can just kind of start playing it. So that's fantastic. You can just Perfect. Yeah. Um, but there are I mean, this feels like they're they're dipping their toe into like EA territory here, where there might as well be a fucking spreadsheet oh. of how you buy this because mm. oh, it is fuck. not simple. Well, it, it is simple, but it's also kind of a bit mad. So here we go. I'll read it off as quickly as possible. If you already own Ghost of Tsushima on PS4, you can pre-order an upgrade to the director's cut on the PlayStation 4 for twenty dollars. You'll get the upgrade okay. on August twentieth. On August 20th, if you bought the Director's Cut PS4, you can upgrade to the Director's Cut PS5 for $10. Or if you have the PS4 normal game and want to upgrade it to the PS5 Director's Cut, it's $30. Right. Okay. But you won't get just like... there's. It's not like um, Final Fantasy... Uh, inter, not Integrate? Integrate? Intermission. Intermission. Well, it's both. Inter- Internal. Yeah, Integrate and then Intermission was the DLC. So it's not like that where you get the PS5 version of it for free and then you can buy the DLC separately. You very much have to buy the whole kind of upgrade package to get it with the expansion. Mm. Not a big fan of this, if I'm honest. I mean, I, I know the, the, the game's already been patched kind of for the PS5, so you play at 60 and it's basically the PS4 version though. So you... Uh, I mean, what do you guys think? I feel like this is the first Amy's hearing of this news because she looks confused and or angry. <laughs> I'm I'm very confused. I don't I don't get like what do you get in the director's cut then? Like right. what do you get extra? So you get the expansion, the Iki Island expansion. They are right. also adding in um Japanese lip sync. So on the original game, it was lip sync to the English, but if you put it on Japanese audio, the lip sync was out. It was like the reverse of watching a Japanese martial art movie dubbed. So now if you put Japanese language on, it was synced to their lips correctly. That makes so much sense. And I imagine it's like you'll get some haptic feedback and some resistive triggers and you'll get some quicker loading times. I'll be honest, all of that doesn't sound like it's worth the upgrade, except for well, the expansion. I was going to say, how does that make it the director's cut other than the like Japanese like lip syncing? So what, the DLC that it comes with, is that already out or is this an extra new No. Game? So like the... This the is already DL- existing DLC? No, or, the, no. so the DLC okay. will only be part of the director's cut. Right, I see. So rather than like being able to purchase it as an expansion, you'd have to like upgrade one of the various ways to a various version of the director's cut to get the DLC. Right, okay. And I I think the thing that that annoys me a little bit 
is if you get, say, the PS4 version of Direct's Cut, you then have to pay for the PS5 version as an upgrade from that. It's not just you buy the Direct's yeah, Cut silly. and you have it on all the consoles. Mm. It's it's mm, very yeah. much like, hey, Xbox, you're doing that smart delivery thing, and that's a really good idea. But what if we don't do that? What if we yeah. make people pay for it? Oh, you know how uh, EA, no, 2K did uh, the 2K games? Yeah, we're trying to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, cause but it's the same game. It's just, it's a little frustrating because it's like, what's the point in having a console that can give you all these extra features if you're then going to have to make me pay extra every time to then access these features? Like, to get the haptic feedback or to get that, like, better frame rate. Like, I don't know, it just feels like such a, like, almost punishment at this point like it should be like this extra cool thing to have instead of mm-hmm. all this complicated extra buying different versions and stuff to to upgrade just kind mm. of takes away all the fun and the like yeah kind of the freedom of all that stuff you know what i mean mm. yeah and I, I think for me it's i think that just the core upgrade of hey this is the ps5 version Almost should just kind of be a free upgrade at this point, and then give mm. us the option to purchase the um the expansion. But I don't want the yes. expansion for free. They always put work and effort into that. I will pay for that absolutely. Yeah, but the PS Five upgrade. Yeah, but I just having like the simple things of like, hey, yeah, my game can now load faster and it will get the haptic triggers and all that kind of stuff. Apparently, there will be a patch for the original game, but it's still just the PS4 version, so it's not going to have those features unless you upgrade yeah. to the PS5 version. It's just a mm. bit... Yeah. yeah. It's, I don't want to pay extra to feel me slicing a man in half. But you don't. No. Ah, uh, <laughs> fuck. Um, but when you've already paid for the console. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, it, it does to pay per slice. Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> Uh, that'll be the next microtransaction. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can also, if you don't own Ghost of Tsushima, you can buy just straight the director's cut. This is where it gets even greedier, in my opinion. On the PS4, it's $60. On the PS5, it's $70. So it's the same I'm... game. It's the exact same game, except you're paying more just for a couple of features, essentially. And mm. I, don't, I don't like that. I really don't. That... I'm a, I own a PlayStation I don't regret owning the PlayStation, but this is kind of greedy. Yeah. I think that I'm more okay with simply because £70 slash dollars has become the standard for games for the, the this gen, isn't it? I mean, it, it kind for of... Like a big... It, for AAA games. It, it's it's a standard for PlayStation games. Yes, yeah. I, I, I've bought other kind of games triple a games like when i bought hitman it was the standard cost of a game it wasn't 70 70 pounds also just i said again 70 dollars and 70 pounds not the same thing yeah it's no, not the same thing jesus christ it's a massive ripoff it's a hell of a lot more for us give me it's, the 70 euros bro yeah or if you're in canada it's like a hundred dollars which is insane for a game yeah, yeah. their 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 money's worth nothing so. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> You've been playing too much. I'm really sorry about that. And there goes our one Canadian listener. <laughs> I've been I've been playing as Canada recently. <laughs> I just declared war actually as well before the game. <laughs> and you can't even start. You can't even have d- surprise wars as Canada. I had to denounce someone before declared war. <laughs> How very Canadian of you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, I don't know. Jumping back to the old director's <clears> cut. <throat> 
I like the fact that they've done the Jets cut. I don't like their pricing model. It feels kind of greedy. Yeah. It yeah. feels it feels like the the gap between Xbox PlayStation is getting super wide at this point. Like and it's really hard to justify the PlayStation pricing model every time they release it. It feels like it's getting worse and worse. It's really weird how they bungled this since launch. Yeah. Mm. Like we were bullying Xbox at launch and yeah. now we're just kind of like Oh, mate, hey, uh, Xbox. I mean, yeah. Hey, Xbox. How yeah. you doing? Yeah, Xbox. I mean, it's sounding really good. What you're doing here? And PlayStation's like, yeah, but seventy quid for a game. You see, like Xbox are getting dubs just everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and Xbox, no, not Xbox. PS4, Sony. It's <clears throat> taken a few L's recently, and uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. not that's not very kosher now, is it? Sony got complacent, much like they did with the PlayStation Two. Yeah, it, this 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 feels like PS3 Sony, where they were like, "Hey, we're the we're the leaders. People will get an extra job for to buy our console," and everyone went, F- yeah. "No." And if it, it feels like that hubris is kind of creeping back in, I don't know if it's like they changed their management around and they want more monies now. But yeah, it feels a bit wrong. Not gonna lie, but they were like, mm. "We bought Crunchyroll." So it doesn't really matter what we do with the PlayStation. <laughs> <laughs> we, we bought Crunchyroll, and now we need to get that money back from the PlayStation people. Getting that yeah. Discord so money, money as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I, I guess a little bit of good news, and I'm going to talk about this game a bit later, but uh, Insomniac is like the one little saving grace in the Sony thing at the moment where they're like, hey, we're just going to keep adding upgrades to all of our <laughs> games, and you guys are just going to keep getting better and better versions of our games. Ratchet and Clank, they just released a, an upgrade that turns their fidelity mode, if you have a 120 hertz screen, from 30 frames a second to 40 frames a second, which doesn't sound like a lot, but is a hell of a lot when it comes to actually playing the game. And it's interesting to see the 120 hertz kind of tech used in a very different way other than just running a game at higher frame rates. It's, hey, let's essentially change the... um, change the lower bounds of the frame rates now that we have kind of more divisible... I've gone off a tangent here, but essentially uh, the reason we have 60 and 30 frames per second is because TVs run at 60 hertz and it needs to be an evenly divisible thing of the refresh so that you don't get kind of juddery frames and it's spaced out perfectly. At 120 frames a second, it's divisible by more figures. So 60 is one of them, but also 40 is one of them as well. So each frame persists on screen for three essentially refreshes, but those three refreshes are way shorter than the one refresh that are 30 or the two refreshes that are 30. Essentially, it means games will run smoother Math. while still looking prettier. It's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I'm stopping here. Are we John, George, yeah, nerds now? Nerdy. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> nerdy, man. That's so nerdy. <laughs> it got me so excited when You're I read it earlier. such a nerd, bro. <laughs> and now that I'm saying it to you guys, I realize that no one else is excited about nah, this. No, wait. This is exactly how I feel when I talk about fighting games <laughs> all the time. So yeah, I completely understand. Rates. I get it. Yeah. I get it. But, man, I read this earlier and then I saw like someone's video on it and I got so excited. I don't have a 120 hertz TV. But like, if I ever do get one, I'm like, oh, I'm going to replay Ratchet and Clank. It's going to look even prettier. <laughs> Amazing. It's got me really excited. <laughs> Love that. I- you guys replay games? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, same thing with like, I mean, it's Insomniac. So it's, it'll also be in like the Spider-Man games and shit. It'll be like, oh, sure, it's Spider-Man games. It looks even prettier. I'll buy that. Yeah. yeah. Miles will look even prettier. Mm, yeah. Cool. Let's go. Anyway, enough of my nerdness. Uh, the last one. 
<clears throat> the last little topic we have is xCloud, the big old Xbox thing, is now actually playable on iOS, which is like a massive thing. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Yeah. That's, you're bloody fucking right, Sully. Oh, shoot. Because <laughs> It's only been on what PC and Android for the like the past however mm-hmm. long they've been in beta and then released. So the fact that as someone that doesn't own a a PC or b an Android device, mm-hmm. I can now use XCloud if I wanted to subscribe, which has me very excited for a little later on in this year when some games that are exclusive to to, to the the Xbox come out, including Twelve Minutes. I imagine I'm going to subscribe to this to play Twelve Minutes, probably on my tablet. I'll plug it into my TV or my phone or whatever, but I'm excited because I don't need to buy. I don't need to try and hunt down an Xbox. Mm-hmm. I can just kind of stream it to a device, mm. so long as it works. So yeah, yeah, man, yeah. Mm. dubs dubs all around. Xbox, yeah, doing really Captain's, well. Captain Tsubasa Dream Team, move over. Give me Yakuza on my phone. Let's, Let's go. go. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I guess like to to pop the cherry on top of this, they've also upgraded their servers essentially from the xbox one hardware to the xbox series x hardware so things now look super fucking pretty run better and all that kind of jazz i don't know how much you can tell through streaming because of compression Mm -hmm. i'm definitely going to check it out at some point and kind of see but we have a question that i referenced earlier all about this so kevin wrote in thank you very much for writing kevin uh, a question about game streaming I'm going to do my best to read this, but also I'm not great at reading out loud, so this is going to be fun. <clears throat> Game- You've got this, bro. You've got <laughs> this. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so, Sally immediately went, what the fuck? I just laughed at me. <laughs> Are you primary school? <laughs> oh, I terrified me at primary school, mate. Terrified me. Same. <clears throat> anyway. Okay. Game streaming. What are your long-term thoughts? I actually quite. I'm actually quite a fan of Stadia. Sure, Google hasn't got a clue, but when it works, it works. In my own experience, PlayStation Now was okay. Played through Spider-Man and Until Dawn using it without any major complaints. XCloud was decent, but neither hold a candle to Stadia Tech, especially through Chromecast. Personally, I think we'll see streaming make a ser- make some serious progress with mainstream gamers conveniently offering current-gen gaming at a fraction of the price. Yeah. What do we think about streaming, I guess, is kind of the takeaway from this. Um, Kevin's tried a bunch of different ones. I think the only one I have experience with so far is PlayStation Now. I accidentally mm-hmm. subscribed for a month, so I did play through a few games Love via that. it. Wasn't my favorite experience, but it could have been worse. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, Amy, you said you tried a bunch of xCloud. Uh, yeah, so I tried a little bit of the Xbox streaming one when it was in its like beta and stuff. And um, it didn't really hold up at the time. But it was, it it was good for kind of games that didn't need um, like quick re- reactions. So kind of mm. turn-based games, it was fine and it would run off. So it it was impressive to see games running off my phone, but it wasn't quite finessed at the time. But um, I I did like a little demo. Um, it's a little bit different, but Nintendo like some of the big games when they yeah. put over, they stream them. So Control is an example of that. So I did the demo of Control. And that was streaming it. And that played pretty well, to be honest. It was impressive that it was running off the Switch. Um, But at the same time, I think because to me this kind of stuff is new, it made me hesitant to want to buy a game like Control when I know I don't have the physical copy. It's all just being like streamed. 
Mm. Um, yeah. But like, I think the technology is like there. I've heard really good things about Stadia, like the way it actually runs. Um, so if Xbox have managed to get it to that same quality, which I don't know yet, I haven't had a chance to have a look, but if they can get it to that quality, I think I think it's going to be a really big thing for gaming. It's going to, like say, change. We're already sitting here kind of like, oh, Xbox has kind of got our attention a lot more, like we're kind of yeah. losing interest in Sony a little bit. And I think that's all been very fought out from Xbox because if you think about how hard they've invested in all these like brand new titles that are coming out, for day one release on Xbox Game Pass. Now you've mm-hmm. got like the streaming service and stuff. Like it's just, it's becoming harder and harder to say no to Xbox. It's just such a tempting offer. So I, I think yeah. Xbox, like from the beginning, has been, they want to be the Netflix of game streaming. And I think they're really pushing it hard. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's definitely going to be like a big, big competition. And I think like, Xbox is definitely leading the way of that. Stadia just, I think, had such a like rubbish launch because mm. they had the tech there, but they didn't have the game knowledge and they didn't have the games. There was no good launch titles. There was nothing that like made it worth anyone who had a console to go to a streaming thing. Whereas I think like Xbox are doing all this like cool stuff with like having things like FIFA on Game Pass and all the like brand new yeah. big games come out. People who are kind of casual gamers and maybe don't game quite as much as like we do because we're all into it quite hardcore like getting like a streaming service something that you can pay like a little bit a month and just play off your phone or or stream it to your tv like hell yeah like you're not going to need a console like that sounds amazing like you wouldn't need to like invest into being a gamer and i think there is a bit of a like gap between some people in gaming because of getting a cost uh console as an investment and like mobile gaming is a massive thing so yeah, I, I just I think it's definitely going to be going this way. I think it's going to become bigger and and bigger. To be honest, um, yeah, that's my little, yeah. my long rant. Uh, no, <laughs> no I completely agree. Yeah, sorry. That, was, that was such a lovely Bill. answer as well. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Building on Amy's point of of mobile gaming being so big everywhere, I I was thinking this is going to do like like I think streaming games is going to be the future of games. I don't know when it will come where everyone is just streaming games. But when it gets to a point where it's an easy, uh, quote-unquote, easy thing to do, all, all the countries where mobile gaming is the first thing, I'm thinking places like India, Brazil, where um, most of South America, most of South Asia, where streaming games, mobile games is the biggest thing, they're going to make so much money through there. Because they have massive populations, internet is now rolling out everywhere. There, investing in streaming games now is like for the long haul. Xbox is gonna go global with their gaming thing, and I don't worry for Sony because they've got more than enough money. But you know, yeah, it's kind of like mm. like Amy said, like Xbox is you know. Yeah, they're playing catch up they're caught up bro. yeah I, I think there's something like, like we're talking a lot about Xbox when it comes to game streaming but Stadia was kind of one of the first yeah. out of the gate but weirdly enough like there was there were streaming kind of services before any of these oh yeah no <laughs> Ouya was the um the Android gaming box oh, no, yeah. so you, I think you're thinking of OnLive OnLive on live, yeah. so I remember playing on live at. Uh, I think I've said this story before, but I, I, I like I think it was Eurogamer Expo, 
and they had an on live kind of thing. It was essentially mm-hmm. a bunch of their stations all around this kind of massive monolithic kind of black box. It was huge. I imagine that's mm-hmm. where all the PCs were. So it ran like a dream because he was essentially hardlined into one. But it was an interesting test case. And this was 10 years ago at this point. Yeah. So it's interesting seeing it. Not I like, yeah, streaming games have been around for that long, but it's now it's now part of the actual discussion. And Gaikai was a thing. PlayStation bought Gaikai, turned it into PlayStation Now. The issue with PlayStation Now for me isn't the streaming side of it. It looks, for the most part, fine. It's now been upgraded to 1080p, but it's still running off of, I believe, PS3s. Let's go. Yikes. That's the only way you can play a backwards compatible PS3 games is through old PS3s. And you're like, if if your whole streaming thing is that and then the PS4 games you're running off of a base PS4 it's they're all okay experiences, but they're not ideal experiences. And when you look at kind of the money that Stadia has been putting into things, t- and they're essentially high-end computers or high-ish end computers, um, what Xbox is doing, where they're now essentially all just Series Xs that you're controlling remotely, and mm. I imagine Amazon Luna are pumping a bunch of fucking money yeah. into it. We'll see if that ever actually works out, but I, I can't imagine it won't because. <laughs> If they want to make it happen, it's Amazon. They'll make it fucking happen. Half of the internet runs on Amazon. So let's go. That's, yeah. that's true. I think th- these are all things that are going to be huge. And you're right with like areas like India, which is building up an infrastructure, an internet infrastructure, and mobile game is such a huge presence. If you have a mobile phone, you can play a game. And the fact that it's streaming, yeah. you don't even have to have a high-end mobile phone. It's not like you need a, a madhouse Samsung Galaxy, whatever, or like an iPhone, whatever, Max. You can just have whatever phone it is now, and all you need is a solid internet connection. It's give really impressive. One, give me my OnePlus, and I'll give you a 1,000 rupees a month to play fucking Bethesda games. <laughs> Let's go. I mean, side note, what is a 1,000 rupees, roughly? That's... Probably less than ten pound. Hey, it's it's a good deal right there. That's a good deal. <laughs> but I, and I think like the the point that stands out to me that Kevin put is uh, offering current gen gaming at the fraction of the price, and that is that is the really yeah. interesting part. Is yeah, there is no like you were saying, Amy. There is no investment to buying a console. It is just hey, cool. I can I can buy a subscription and play with these games a bit like a Netflix thing because that's essentially what they want to be. Netflix made a shit ton of money yeah. just by streaming stuff. They're building up their own library of content, but it started out essentially watching a bunch of old shit and people loved it. So Xbox mm. is very much doing that. That is the I think the one downside to Stadia is there isn't there isn't that subscription thing, is you're still buying games and not really physically owning them or even a license. If Google turns up one day and goes, eh, we're no longer supporting Stadia, like they do with half the fucking products they make, mm. your game's gone. I and think that's, that's the yeah, that's the difference where Xbox feel like they're committing to this 100%. Google kind of feel like they're doing their thing where it's like, okay, cool. Let yeah. me just make all my money off search results, bro. Yeah, yeah. But, and AdSense and stuff. But And that is the, yeah. the thing is, I think I'm less worried about kind of subscribing to something because the subscription is essentially, I have access to all these things while I'm subscribing, but it's gone. But actually the idea of purchasing a game on a service that I'm not sure will be around in 10 mm-hmm. years is the worry. People are already kind of concerned about losing their PS3 games because the store might close down. They just like... Let alone Google. <laughs> yeah, but like... I'm not going to play Mini Ninja. Mini Ninja. I, mean, I used to love Mini Ninja. Um, Sick game. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Stadia just didn't really give you any other reason to go to it. It was just like, here's a console that's not so con- not a console that you stream, but you still need to buy the games. But like, we, I don't know, was it connected up? With like, could you still play with your friends if they were on Xbox or PlayStation? Like, I, I know it had all this cool like tech in the sense of how it would interact with YouTube and you could like click in game and jump straight in. And that's all really awesome. But like, okay, that's it. Like, yeah. It, you know, you've got to be doing, like, if you're going to be going for gamers, you're going to have to be given them more reason to, like, why should I leave my Xbox and PlayStation to come to Stadia? Like, when mm-hmm. this is new tech that I don't even know if it works at the time, because Stadia mm. was the first kind of big one we'd seen like that. Um, so, yeah. like, I was like, well, how do I know that your game is streaming is going to be as good as like my console playing? Like, I think it's going to take a bit of time for some people to be open to stream in some games just because they'll be worried about like delay and stuff um mm. so i'm yeah, i'm yeah. i'm interested to see what what that's handled like um yeah to be honest and i think the first streaming service that makes makes actually playing a first person shooter viable through it mm. that'll be the service that will probably take off because that'll be the one that everyone goes shit they've, they've proved it they've that that yeah. is like the proof case if you mm. can play doom eternal at sixty, without feeling any lag, you're gold. That's kind of it. Just makes it like accessible to everyone, then. Yeah, really, yeah. doesn't it? Agreed. Yeah, it really yeah. does. Absolutely. So it'll it'd be fascinating to see kind of the future of gaming because this is definitely going to be part and parcel of it. Part of me hopes it's it's always just part of the future of gaming rather than being the future of gaming. But mm-hmm. I mean, mm, we'll, yeah. we'll see how it goes. I, I think just internet infrastructure, like as as we know, do it from doing this. And sorry to be. To be mean, George, but sometimes your internet isn't the best. So imagine streaming video oh, games. 100%. Literally, that was the the argument I was going to bring forward was Go. that it would yeah. be for me personally to use Stadia or like xCloud or like any kind of gaming streaming service. Um, sending a file to Luca, sending my audio file to Luca, which is something like 500 megabytes sometimes, mm. it takes like 30 minutes. And that's... Yeah. That's on a good day. That's that's on a good day. Like, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it doesn't send till like midnight, and I don't understand why. Like, mm. it's ridiculous. Um. So as, so as I, I feel like, for the future of gaming, yes, streaming is definitely the way forward. And Luca, as you said, it's definitely. I feel like it will be a part of things. Not it won't encompass everything, but at the same time, uh, as soon as internet infrastructure becomes like. Like Japan's, I think, because I think Japan's network is incredible. That's why, Japan like, South Korea. to do like a slight fighting game tangent. That's why a lot of fighting game developers in Japan will only kind of focus on Wi-Fi, and they'll do tests in their own place because it's like, oh, the Wi-Fi is mm-hmm. Wi-Fi is fucking sick in Japan. So, like, hmm. of course, it's yeah. going to feel like a LAN cable, but that's why it suffers for the rest of the world. So, like, mm-hmm. yeah. So as soon as, like, I'm going to use the UK as an example. As soon as the UK has, like, 5G, 100 gigabyte internet, <gasps> something amazing, like, stupid internet across <laughs> the whole of the UK, then it's, like, sweet. I can, I can, I, I feel justified to invest in this product because I know I'm going to get a return on my investment by doing so. Because I'll actually mm, be able to play yeah. the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, exactly that, I think. It's it's the same thing with all technology. It's like the tech is so cool and it's waiting for infrastructure to 
pick up with it. Mm. Same thing with electric cars. Electric cars are fucking awesome. It's a great concept and it's mm. a way greener future. But I mean, I don't know the nearest charging station near me. So yeah, yeah, if exactly. my parents want to get an electric car, they're either having to run a cable from the house and wait in two days for it to fucking charge up or driving, what, 20 miles each way to charge it up, maybe? It's, it's those no sort of things. to buy that Prius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's making it viable for everyone. There's always places where it's super viable, but it's, it's until everyone has access to it. And that's when yeah. the, the real takeover will happen. Yeah, 100%. Mm. And I mean, that will be probably within this console generation. I think by the time the next console generation happens, streaming will be a fucking massive component on all whatever next, next, next gen consoles there'll be. So, yeah. Um, I think it's exciting. It's it's very exciting for the future. Yeah, for sure. Thank do you, you think Kevin. Do you think we'd get a next gen um, console from Xbox after this? Do you think that they would still invest in consoles? Like, yeah, I, I think the same way as we always get kind of better graphics cards and better hardware and all yeah. that kind of shit. It's I think that it, it depends on how much the streaming stuff kind of takes off and how quickly yeah. infrastructure advances. Because if by it. If this console generation is, say, as long as the last console generation, which was kind of extended longer than it needed to be, but let's say we got another six years on this. In six years, if infrastructure is kind of picked up and everything's grand, then maybe there's less of a focus on it. But if it's in a similar position where there are some places which are great, like cities, but other places like rural areas or kind of smaller cities that aren't, then I think think still having a console... Still having kind of that dedicated hardware will be a thing. And as graphics cards keep getting better and CPUs and all that kind of shit, I think you, you're able to sell that as a home kind of box. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I think I, I'm the kind of person that will, will probably continue buying consoles. I like I like something. I like a little hardware box, if I'm honest. Xbox yeah. are just going to build you a PC. Yeah. Yeah, they just send just me a PC. PC and send it to you. So there you go, lads. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I know this isn't a gaming thing, so it's definitely a tangent. But it's 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 a similar conversations happening in certain like IT departments at kind of big companies where, hey, do we need to kind of buy a new suite of computers for everyone going back to work, or do we just buy an Amazon workspace, which yeah. is in the cloud, and people just use whatever crappy laptop we bought them, and they do all their work in the cloud, and it's yeah. it's a genuinely genuine thing that's happening at the moment. So, I think the future is well up in the air. So we'll see. Mm. But I have hope for consoles, still physical consoles, still be a thing. Nice. Definitely. Anyway, uh, moving. Thank you, actually, Kevin, for sending that question. It's, it's been a big old topic. And Thank hey, if anyone you, else Kevin. is listening that would like to send in a question, by all means, please do. Kevin, Kevin's was very long. And there's some other sections that we're not going to read out. But he gave us some banging suggestions for topics for future episodes. And we're definitely going to be using them. So... Let's yeah. go. Thanks, so we have Kevin. Those that audience. Big thank you to Kevin. Yes, Kevin. Um, yes. Kevin. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. You know what? George, it's it's time for you to talk. You have notes. You have notes. Oh, you sent us links. He's got notes. Oh. Apparently, the, apparently there was an anime movie that came out that George was really into. So right. Did George, you see I, his eyes light up? Like the yeah, moment you I said think. his name, like literally <laughs> saw think. a glint in his eye, like the whole posture changed everything. I can see George is like getting ready. Ah, he is he's so ready oh for this. My God. I think he was excited for the announcement of the Jujutsu Kaisen movie. 
Yes, I was. was that, that was, was it. Yeah. That, yeah. that wasn't. Yeah. That's not what we we're going to talk about, though. That's that, was it not dead or alive? Record. No, no, not not dead or alive either. That was that was years ago. Did you know? Did you know you could get like a free version of Dead or Alive on the PS5? You can. It's the light version, and I downloaded it. Yeah. But I ne- then never played it. I don't understand why. Yeah. It's just one that's of what those. we're talking about, right? N- n- not not quite. No. What we will be talking about? Oh, we're talking about the um, the, the the Smash character. I mean, I played. K- I love Kirby. I mean, oh my god! Right, <laughs> played. I played some Kazuya uh, yesterday, actually, and um, remarkably, he does still kind of play like how he does in Tekken. Weirdly, how they Wait, he's in Tekken. To- oh my god! Oh, no, I thought he was a Smash character. Right, yeah, okay. he's a Smash character. Yeah, Smash character. Yeah, he's a. Sh- he's, he's totally a Shoto as well, like hundred percent. Yeah. No, no, I don't know what that means. Yeah, exactly. So shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you meant he's a I, Smash character. Right. Yeah. About, okay, George, okay, what is the game? About cultured stuff. <laughs> oh my God, right. What is the game, buddy? <laughs> We're talking about Guilty Gear Strive. Oh my God, guys. Oh my God. <laughs> Guilty Gear. Uh, I, uh, I came with notes, yeah? right? I came with full-on notes. <laughs> And I'll, I'll be honest, George never did notes for the spoiler cast we used to do, yet he has fucking notes for this. So uh, That's how you know it's in. important. That's how you know it's important. Let me just, <laughs> let me just get my notes up. Okay. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Yeah. Let's go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I mean, uh, I mean. Uh, ask it again. Ask it again. To ask get access again. Okay. to George's notes. Um, yeah. Are you guys ready? Yeah. yeah. Are you, I'm ready, kid. Aye, aye, <laughs> Hell yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready, we're ready. I'm hyped. Tell us about the country game. Just tell me yeah. all about it. <laughs> right. So, okay. This Guilty Gear game is sick. Like, I mean, straight off the bat, <laughs> it's 10 out of 10 for me. It's a 10 out of 10 game. Mm. I know you're all laughing and shit, right? But I'm going to detail with this. <laughs> cool. Because like, when you first went, it's sick. I was expecting a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. After all that, I thought there was going to be the, more than Is it the sick. best Guilty Gear game? See, that's, that's a point of contention for the community, let's say. Is it the okay. best Guilty Gear game? What about you? For me, yes, 100%. Okay. It is cool. the best Guilty mm-hmm. Gear game I've played. And okay. I'll tell you why. Um, Ooh, so sad. how I kind of like, how I thought about explaining this to this chat room I'm gonna say chat room to you guys. Yeah, man. is um, it's it's kind of akin to playing Bloodborne. So mm-hmm. it, in a sense that when I first played Bloodborne, I I had so much fun with the game. I was like, is this what Dark Souls is like? Is this what other games are like from this pl- from this company? Mm-hmm. I want to play them. I want to check them out. And that's exactly how Guilty Gear uh, has made me feel. It's like okay. Since playing Guilty Gear Strive, I mean, I played Guilty Gear Exard Revelator 2. Naming conventions are still crazy. Um, oh. And I didn't stick with that game because I was like, oh, yeah, you know. It's it's good. It's a good game. It Visually, it's stunning. But there's something that's not really grabbing me about it. And I think, I mean, moving on to like another conversation, it was probably the netcode that didn't make me stick to it, which is a big part of fighting games. 100%. You know, we just talked about streaming and internet services for fighting mm. games. It's very important. Um, I love delay, delay, delay-based netcode. Delay-based can go away 100%. <laughs> um, 
but yeah, so as I was saying, it's kind of akin to that. So Guilty Gear Strive is easily the best one, in my personal opinion. Um, because, right, can I just tell you about these game mechanics? Because Yes, please, so please do. Dude, like... Okay, so there's a system in, in Guilty Gear, like, of Guilty Gear games past, um, called the Gatling system, which is basically chain combos. Mm. So you can press, like, kick, uh, punch, slash, heavy slash, and that's a combo. That'll be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. great. Everybody's got that in the game. Everybody can do that. So in this game, they've kind of simplified it quite a lot, which is really, okay. really good for the casual audience. So people can pick up the game. Uh, I mean, yeah. No, actually, yeah. People can pick up the game and just press buttons. You'll probably do a combo. And, Let's go. and then hmm. as it's kind of developed as well, as you learn, you think, okay, no, this you can cancel this into this thing. And it's kind of like... It, there's this this nature of like discovery in the game that's like really satisfying because you know obviously when it first came out I got the uh, the early access version because I mm-hmm. I really wanted the game guys I really <laughs> wanted it so I got the early access version and but also prior to that there were like betas and stuff as well that mm. I obviously talked about on this show um, so things changed from the betas and the second open mm-hmm. beta was even closer to the release. So things had even changed then. So everybody was in the dark. Everybody was in the dark. I mean, if you go on YouTube now, you'll find combo videos and like bread and butter combos for every character and everything. But when you first start, it's like, oh, what what works? Is this going to work? And then when it does, it's like, oh, okay, sweet. That's a combo that actually works. Let's try and implement that and try and use it in the game. So there's like this element of discovery that I'm still getting from this game, like, you know, a couple of weeks after release. And yeah. it fills me with joy, right? Absolute joy. And I'll tell you another reason why it fills me with joy is because there's another mechanic called a Roman cancel. Now, I know that class. Do you know what a Roman cancel is? You press it whilst you're doing something and it cancels the action. So when you're in the middle of like a combo or something, you'll do it, you'll cancel it, and it like stops time a little bit in the game. Sully, it gives you time to continue doing things. Are you uh, Sully? Are you playing? Are you playing Guilty Gear? I played Gear? the tutorial. Is that, did, you, <laughs> did you beat me yesterday? Is that, what, is that what that was? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh. Wow. I don't want to brag. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, right. So, yes. Sully was absolutely right. Um, in the in Strive, it's been kind of uh, fine-tuned and crafted really, really well. So, there are four different Roman cancels. And there's a reason why I'm bringing this up as like a, a thing. So you've got like mm-hmm. red, you've got a red Roman cancel, which will, while you're in a combo, you, it will extend the combo because it will like, you know, it, there's a, this huge time freeze thing. And if it hits the opponent, it kind of freezes them a little bit. So it gives you a bit of time to like move into this next combo part and stuff, which is really good. You can use it at any point during the combo, which is awesome. I mean, people have found optimal routes and stuff, but if you're just learning and you're like, okay, I'm, I want to play this and I want to try and like, figure out how to do a long combo, just press the Roman cancel button. And if it works, it works. It's like, oh my God, that's, that's, really, that's really nice. It's very intuitive. It's good. And so you need meter to use it. So you, you have like 50% and 100%. It takes away 50% to use it. So you've kind of got to be careful with when you're going to do it. Um, so you've got red, you've got blue, which you use in neutral. 
So if you use it in neutral, everybody kind of freezes and it slows things down. So if you're new to the game, it's like, oh, okay, I'm going to use the blue one and see what's what's going to happen. Like, is is this going to be okay if I do this? And da 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 all this sort of stuff. It also allows for combos that don't usually really work um, in in the rest of the game because you literally freeze time. You can freeze the other person. It's like, okay, okay, this is going to, yeah, let's, let's fucking go. It's sick. Oh, it's so cool. Oh, it's amazing. Um, <laughs> so there's that. And then there's the purple one, which will count, will, what does it do properly? It will cancel the recovery animation of your character. Mm. Meaning if you whiff something, if you whiff a hit on the opponent and they're, and they're about to punish you, if you then, yeah, okay, a whiffing, I see you okay, say it, yeah. Amy. Yeah, whiff. What, what's whiff? Sorry, whiff? that is an FGC term. If you whiff an attack, it means you've missed. It means you're close, but you've okay. missed, right? And in Tekken, there's a, a term called whiff punishing, which is you've you've missed, they hit you. Yeah, right. Literally, and you, they, you sometimes get a counter hit for it. But yeah, um, the purple Roman, Roman cancel will delete the recovery animation. So if you whiff and you think, oh shit, they're going to hit me, you can then press it and it's like, oh, okay, no, I, I can defend now. I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm good. And then the last one, which is yellow, the yellow Roman cancel, it's pretty much like a, uh, it's almost like a guard break. So if you're getting your ass fucking beaten up, right, you're getting your ass kicked, which I get my ass kicked a lot in this game, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is annoying. <clears throat> but if you use it, then it pretty much pushes them away. It's like, no, go oh, go away. Cool. Let's reset to neutral. Let's figure this out because I want to win this. And you're not going to win. <laughs> it's super. It's so good. But you can use these, all of these at any time in the game. Anytime. Although mm-hmm. some of them have specific parameters. All three of them do. Like you have to be in a combo to use the red one. You have to mm-hmm. be... Um, whiffing an attack or something for the purple one and you have to be defending for the yellow one but it's down to you to when you want to use it and you should use it because it's fucking so smart it's so good oh I love it so can can any character do it it doesn't matter what character you're playing as they all have these yeah it's a system it's a system mechanic so like everybody has it everybody has it although Axel right is a character in the game I can see Luca you're looking him up now and I can I see am. you, Amy, looking at looking yeah. up as well. He's hey, just some behind the scenes. George sent us a link to all the characters, so we know what he's talking about. Thank so that's you. Exactly what we're going. I'm to so now. sorry. Um, so Ax- Axel Rose. Axel yeah. Rose. Yeah. Axel has a, a move. Uh, he's the only character in the game that has it, where he can literally his super is to stop time, fully stop time. So okay. if he oh, uses nice. it, and then like you you activate it, it's almost like a, an install super. So you do it, and then you can use okay. it when you want it. And then you use it again. It freezes the whole screen, except for Axel. So he can literally do some game-breaking bullshit, like which is amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, everybody can has access to the Roman cancels, which is really, really good, which makes everybody on the same playing field. But the reason why I've brought it up is because something I felt during this game, uh, because of that system is it gives the player so much expression. Like, there's so much freedom yeah. of expression in this game. It's crazy. It's actually crazy. Like, I get so excited by it, because it's like, I, I fought so many characters in the game, but, you know, it's one thing to learn the, the character matchup, but it's another thing to learn mm-hmm. what the player's going to do as well. So, like, because yeah. 
you know, certain characters obviously have their way of doing things. But with this Roman Council stuff, you really see the player shine through as well. And that's like, oh, dude, that's like, that's like the sickest thing I've ever seen, bro. It's so cool. Like, <laughs> like I, I get so, so excited by it. So like when you get matched, say you're playing as Axel and you get matched up against someone playing Soul, you're not like, oh, this is Soul. I know exactly what they're going to do because that, there's only one way of playing them. It's, you, there's freedom to kind of play that character how you want to play the character rather than being forced into doing it a specific way because of yeah, their moveset. Literally. That's cool. It's re- It's so freeing. It's amazing. Mm. Honestly, like, um, what else? I'm just going to double check my notes here. Sorry. There's a lot of notes. Uh, (laughs) I imagine this is like multiple bullet points each one is just sick cool oh my god so good cool sick (laughs) literally Um, so yeah I wrote here um, it's my type of game because you have to be aggressive to reap the benefits so so like Bloodborne when you get like attacked obviously and you lose health if you slice into the enemy you get your health back oh shit really yeah, did you not know that in Bloodborne? <laughs> no, I did not know. Well, no, in Bloodborne, sorry, I thought you meant in no, this no, game. No, 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 no. Um, it's it's no. akin to it. It's it's close. okay. So how you how you gain meter in this game is being super aggressive. Like if you run at the enemy, if you walk towards the enemy, you get meter go up for your like tension meter. Mm-hmm. If you attack, you do. If you defend, if you defend for too long, your tension goes down. Your meter goes. Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? What? Are you no, that, I, I like that idea. Yeah, cool. your, it your keeps people engaged rather than just kind of like cheaping out, essentially. Mm. You can't just have someone like ducking and blocking all the time and just like, oh, I'm going to do this one kick that I know will always get in. And you're like, oh, yep. fuck it, you're not going to have your, your cool shit. Literally. It, I mean, attack, all attacks will. If you defend for too long, your tension goes down. If you defend for too long, your risk gauge goes up. Uh, it's like this tiny little purple meter at the top. And if you get hit, when your risk gauge is at the very top and it's red and it's flashing, uh, it's immediately you get a counter hit, which is big damage. And for every hit, um, as the risk meter goes down, uh, it's unscaled damage. Unscaled. So it's like full, every hit hurts. It really fucking hurts. And the damage in this game is very high. So you don't want to block. You don't want to block in this game. (laughs) But you should block because it's important. (laughs) So they've always treated blocking as kind of a risk move. It's kind of like, I could block, but also if I block two, if I block this Mm. one and my risk thing is close, I'm fucked. So let's not block. Let's take the hit. So I'm still in the game kind of thing. Kind of. Because there's ways around it. So if you, like, Mm. as I said, if you yellow Roman cancel out of it, you kind of resets you um, and you've got like a burst mm. meter as well which is a whole other thing where if you're being attacked and you don't have uh, any meter you have a free burst which means get the fuck away from me fly across the screen because I don't want to deal with you and you can use that defensively and you can use that offensively as well so if you jump into them and use it you get full meter you, it's so good bro it's sick like <laughs> so what this sounds like to me is a very deep game. It's so deep, but it's so good. Mm. It's like, when I say, right, um, like Maximilian, you know, friend of the show, Maximilian, <laughs> he, um, he released a video of the casual appeal of Guilty Gear Strive recently. And it did the rounds in the FGC. Everybody was like, yo, this is really, you know, it's right on the money here, right on the money. And basically 
casual people, casual fighting game fans, not even fighting game fans, just casual, like, like you guys. <laughs> you'll play the game and you'll have a good time playing it because it's, it's that accessible now. It's more accessible okay. than Exard or Accent Core. Like, create, like... I mean, I know I was like, yes, Luca, sorry, I see your hands up. Sorry. <laughs> Is it more accessible than the first beta? Because I played in the first beta and it didn't feel accessible. Yes. But there was no tutorial thing going in that. It was me against probably a bunch of really big fight game fans, so I'd get my ass kicked. Yes. It's more accessible, is it? Yes. Okay, cool. So then that's, that's a good sign. I'll explain how, right? So there was there's a tutorial in the game. Tutorial really doesn't teach you shit. I know mm. I know that's like anti what a tutorial is. Like, come on, bro. A tutorial is meant to teach. <laughs> but there's a mission mode in the game where it's like how and how they've structured it is interesting. So it's like you come in as a casual player and you're just playing and you're getting your ass kicked and you're like, I don't I don't know what, what what's going on here. And then you go into the mission mode, which is what they've supplied now. And you literally go through all of it. And it's like, oh, okay, this is what a Roma cancel is. This is what a punish is. This is how to capitalize on an attack. This is how you do special moves. This is the, all this sort of stuff, which is really good for a casual player. And then when you get to the later stuff, like I would, I would say where I am, it's like, um, ah, what is it? Yeah, in the later game, it's uh, here's the character matchup. Here's how you stop Soul from doing a volcanic viper on you, and how you can get out of it. And it's like, oh my god, that's really useful. Or okay, so it's super in depth, literally. And then it's like, wow. how to get out of Potemkin's mega fist? How to get out of this thing? Shut the fuck up! I can see you. I can see. Oh you no, Luca. sorry. I was. I was <laughs> like, he said. A, he said a name. I don't know what that okay. looks like. Okay. All right. Yeah. Or you mean yeah. big p- p- Potemkin? Big pump, yeah. I'll end Okay, cool. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, Potemkin's a really big grappler character, so it's it's interesting to show, like, how to get out of his grapple attacks, because they do fucking damage. They will end your life bar. And, uh, like, there's loads of other things um, that are in in my notes, which I feel like gliding past, because I feel like I've been talking for a while. Um, So I'll go on to some of the other, like, game stuff just like game stuff mm-hmm. sure so um there's an arcade mode in this game okay Sick. arcade Sick. mode when i played it i was like this feels like old arcade modes of your like old fighting like if you ever played like tekken 3 or something and went through the arcade mode, yeah you'd get like nine nine stages and then the a boss stage or the ninth stage was the boss stage mm. yeah. so in this game right Oh my fucking God. In this game, it's, you know, you, you get some sort of character stuff at the beginning uh, with like, the, you select a character, you'll get like your rival character tell you some bullshit and you're like, okay. And then you play through the game, you play through the arcade and you get to the last boss. The last boss is usually Nagoriyuki, I think. Um, and if, depending on how you've played, if you've played like normal and you're just like casually going through it um, and you, you get beaten a few times, whatever, uh, the char- your rival character will come and join you in the last fight. So it's literally like Ooh. two guys beating the shit out of Nagoriyuki, which is really, <laughs> really fun to, to watch and see. Until you, if you play perfectly, like if you play extreme and you go like 
all all the way in and you get to the ninth round, your rival character's like, nah, mate, you can do this on your own. You don't need me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sick. Like, Because I did that first. I was like, oh, I'm good at the game. Great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could do it. They, they give, they, oh my fucking God. They, they make you fight against Nagoriyuki, but he is supercharged up. He will kill you in a few hits and you're like, this game isn't fun anymore. This game sucks. <laughs> this guy is so, he's literally like a final boss character. It's mental. And I, like seemingly like everybody else, I got, I got to him and I won every round uh, prior. I beat every character. I got to him and I mm-hmm. played him something like 30 rounds, 30 or 40 Ooh, rounds. And I was like, geez. you know what? I need to go to bed. I need to go to My bed. My goodness, man. <laughs> so it's like, it's, that's proper like how to make, how to make you feel like a badass when you beat him. It's, oh, like the hardest fucking character in the game. Oh, mate, it's so good. Yeah. It's so nice. It's so nice. Um, and what else is there? What else is there? Oh, I'll go on to what it's missing. What the game's missing. Okay. Yeah. Um, and this is important for me. Uh, combo trials. There are no combo okay. trials, meaning you can't select a character and it's like, here are their combos, which you can in like... Yeah, that's weird. Um, what is it? Like you can in Mortal Kombat or like in Tekken. Yeah. 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 Right. That, actually, weirdly, that is the that is kind of a big way of how I play Mortal Kombat. That's how I learn a character. I would just mm. do it mid-fight and be like, all right, what are the combo lists? Let's just try these out and stuff. Yeah. So yeah. That's and it, it's annoying for me too. But the way they've uh, combated this now which I think is probably the best thing they could ever do um, is in the, uh, they did like a developer interview before they released the game. They were like, guys, here's the roadmap for season one of the season pass. Uh, You're going to get a new character in July and you're going to get us a couple of updates along the way. Literally a new character, like coming soon, which I was like, that's Mm. crazy. Um, Nice. So what they're doing is uh, that they're introducing combo trials that players can upload uploadable okay. combo trials right. meaning that I can do a combo in training mode and be like this is pretty sick I'm going to upload that so the whole of Guilty Gear can see it and they can be like this combo is really good I'm going to do this I'm going to learn this combo mm. and it's literally just being like community Everybody come and teach each other how to play this game because this is what we want you to do. And I'm like... That's a good way of doing it. That's really cool. You can upload your combos. And then you, you know you're going to get like some crazy Japanese pro player who's going to be like, <laughs> here's the most OD, ridiculous bullshit I can think of and I'm going to upload it. I wonder if you guys can do it. And it's like, here's the challenge again. Let's try. <laughs> and I just I think, think it's really, really cool. Community it's really cool. It's very community-driven. Yeah. But at the same time, I can see in Luca's eyes that he doesn't 100% agree with it. And no, I'd like I would like why. a standard combo list as well. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I completely yeah. agree with you. That's why it's missing. I, I, I'm, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not a big fan of any game or any developer putting it on the community to teach one another when they could have just put a fucking list in. Mm. Like, it, it feels... I like the idea of the community and I feel like you could still have this kind of list implementation where people like, you know what, I use this combo and then Roman cancelled it into this combo and kind of they could upload those sort of things. But having just a basic move list and a basic combo list for people like me to kind of learn 
is way better than kind of sifting through a shit ton of people who have uploaded a bunch of different combos that you're not really sure if they're any good or not. Mm. Yeah. I, I, it, yeah, it's, I mean, I know this is a really weird comparison, but for me, there's a reason Little Big Planet always had their campaign and then their creator made things and not just their creator made things. It was like, hey, this is a kind of, normal thing to do and then you can experiment with all these create like community things rather than just mm-hmm. like hey community mm-hmm. make something cool because we didn't and I, I feel like they could have just put the move list in and still had the system and it would be in the best of both worlds yeah been fine. I, I agree with you in a way um, in a sense <laughs> in a way also it's 10 out of 10 fuck off <laughs> no no perfect how, how does how does that actually work in game then George like so how easy is it to access those kind of um, combos that other people have made like okay. can you do, do you have to look through like a big list all the time or can you save combos like can you use it in the same way as like you know how you're saying, Luca, how you were saying you'd prefer if they just gave you like a list of combos and like, hmm. I don't play a lot of fighting games, but in Tekken I can like bring up my moves and see. Hmm. Is there an option in the game that like the, you can save moves from the community and do the same thing and bring that up during your game? Or is it you have to be in a separate menu for it? So, because if it was like a replacement, then that sounds like a really good idea to me. But like, it depends how that functions in the actual game. Yeah, I agree. So... um First and foremost, it's not in the game yet. It's not there Okay, yet. right. It's uh, what they're going to be adding. It's what they're adding to it. Right, so right. In, mm-hmm. so what, but what they do have in the original game, in the base game, is if you go into training mode, you can turn on combo recipe, where it will, you'll literally, mm-hmm. um, it's, where, it's the way they're like trying to implement it, I think. It's like, you can download people's recipes, which is fucking great. <laughs> and um, it, it'll essentially, it will copy your, your button inputs and it will, obviously, if they combo, you'll make a combo and it'll be like a small list. I, oh, I just yeah. saw myself in the camera. I am so dark right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, you and Sully, like the screens have just gone. Yeah. <laughs> You're both just like drifting into the darkness. <laughs> oh, man. But, um, I don't want to move to turn my light. Yeah, in it. That is why. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you, you'll basically, and you can save your combo recipes. So, mm-hmm. so what I've done is I, I've done a few with uh, the character that I chose and um, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. These are like, when I first started the game, I was like, okay, this is, these are the combos that I'm going to stick with until I learn new ones because I knew they worked because I went into training mode and just tried shit out, um, right. which is what I suggest for everybody to do. If you're listening yeah. and you pl- want to play Guilty Gear, just go into training mode and feel every character out. Just do it. It's fun. Um, but yeah, so there's combo recipe. Luca, yes. And this might be a slightly different thing, but I do want to ask, because for me, it's quite a, a big thing that I like to do the first time I play a fine game is, is there a story mode? <laughs> yes, <laughs> there is a story mode. Okay, cool. So I, I get to kind of experience the story and play the fights in said story in the story um, mode, right? Right. So what you do is you press story mode. And then you watch the anime. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Perfect. That's exactly what I want in my video Wait, So essentially I if I... Anime. Yep. So if, if I go into YouTube and watch the story mode, it's the exact same as me playing the story mode. Yes. Yes. But Fuck one's off. illegal. That's Except just one's so illegal. dumb. 
But let me just so let me just quickly like because I know how you feel about it, and it's kind of how I felt yeah. about it as well when I played Exile so Revelator. Dumb. I was like, "What? Well, I don't get to fight anybody in story mode." And that it's just an anime movie, yeah, and then completely you put go me off. Fight online, fuck off. It completely put me off. Yeah. I was like, "Oh well, that's boring." Like I just want to I want to fight some people. That's what arcade mode's for, because it's kind of I know I know what you're saying. Right? Yeah, I see your bullshit. Right? I understand. But if you go on YouTube, right? <laughs> Right. Okay. Wait. Let me just quickly tangent this. <clears throat> is this is I, I? It's feeling like it's going to be the last game in the main franchise. Um, oh really? So this is the end okay. of the story. This is the end of Guilty Gear. The end of the Guilty Gear storyline of Soul Bad Guy. That's the name of the main character. Mm. It's the end of the game. End of his story. Soul Bad Guy. That's his name. His name is Soul Bad Guy. It's such a terrible name, mate. If you read, if you watch the story, that. it's the sickest name ever. <laughs> well, because he's not quite a bad guy, but, mate. You got to just, just be with me with this. Is he who Billie Eilish was singing? Just about? be with me on this. <laughs> wow, it's we genuinely so old. It's really good. We are really old. Uh, um, also, it's like it's a four and a half hour movie. I'm looking at it now on YouTube. It's four and a half hours. That's pretty yeah, sick. Sorry. So Jesus. wait, you're gonna play a, like a fifty hour game called God of War, right? I'm playing the game. I'm not four and a half hours is a long fucking movie. Yeah, I'm, just, not watching just, Snyder have, I'm not watching Snyder. I'm not watching this. You don't have to watch it in four hours. You can like oh. stop it through. There's like episodes. It's episodic. Uh, oh, it's like a TV series. Yeah. Oh, so it's a one. It's not. You know, just one sit in the same room for four hours. Just thought it was a really I long cutscene. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that's exactly solid. what I thought it was. <laughs> No. I mean, you just make it sound like it was just okay. a long cutscene. Right. Okay. Like, I, I mean, Kojima puts like hour-long cutscenes right. in his fucking game. No, I can game, hear so. where you're coming from. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I totally get it. Madness. It is madness. But no, it's like an episodic thing. Or, or, or like, okay. I think you nice. can choose to watch it in like, because I, granted, I haven't watched it yet. Because <laughs> it's, nice. it's big. But um, the reason why <laughs> is because it's the last one in the series. It's the last, cool. the last chunk of story. So it's like, well... How do I catch up on the rest of the story? Because it hasn't, it doesn't just start here. There's, there's more to it. Which is where a guy on YouTube, who's a very big YouTuber called Wooly Versus, has released this, this huge um, Guilty Gear lore videos. They're like 20 minutes each until you get to Exiled Revelator 2. And there's like an hour for some reason. Nice. But it will like, it literally tells you the whole story. And I'll tell you what, guys, I tell you what. It's the sickest story ever. <laughs> it's so it's so good. Okay, it's okay. so mental. Ah, oh, but right, but here's a good thing about Guilty Gear Strive. There's a chronology mode where you can go in and you can literally scroll through all the other games and you can kind of go through the story of each game in this chrono- chrono- play or chronology. Play or watch. No, it's literally you no. go through each character and it's like, who's this relationship to this person? Who's this relationship? Because it's a very big story, Luca. I understand. Luca's I cannot. Like, I this sounds honestly I, like for me. a fighting game that's super deep. This sounds like the driest shit. Mate, Damn, can we just so right. dry? Hang on, Here's a family just, tree. Hang on a read through. Yeah, but he hasn't actually yeah, told us any story dope. points. Okay, in George's defense, he's told no, no, me a course. little bit of like soul bad guys like story oh, oh, and mate. stuff. 
Is the yeah. I'm sure the oh. story is good, but I don't want to go on Ancestry.com for Guilty Gear Strive to what figure about? out the Oh my god, we lore. talked about Last of Us Part 2. We walked around for hours picking up little notes that said little words on them in Last I of could us. play that game. <laughs> this is sitting here reading a fucking document. Wow. Well, yeah, man. Lucas, I, I was just trying to back you up, George. I'm no, not. I understand. I get it. I get it. But let me <laughs> just say, right? Will they read the words to me? Let me just oh, say. Even better. I'm just going to say. That would be better, Fucking actually. let me just it. say, right? <laughs> let me just say that <laughs> the story of Guilty Gear is fucking mental. It's, it's crazy. It's laced with heavy metal references everywhere. The music in the game is fucking awesome. Like, so it's just Jojo. Me. One of the characters, Zato, his voice actor is Dio. From oh, shit. from from JoJo's, oh, who shit. even does a JoJo's reference in the game? Oh shit! So yeah, so let me just say, right? If you're a fighting game fan, this is one of the best fighting games I've ever played. If you're an anime fan, this is a very interesting anime for you to watch. <laughs> um, and just from a character design standpoint, all the characters are fucking sick. They all look really cool. They're like. They're super layered in the in the story. You'll figure out everybody's relationship to each other, like the lore that they go into. Oh my god, it's just staggering. It's so good. Um, another thing, if I can remember what I was about to say. <laughs> um, story is really good. Music's really good. The characters are awesome, and the interesting oh. thing uh, as well is what, seemingly what every Guilty Gear fan says about the game, which I was like, nah, surely not. But it's 100% true, is fuck every character except your favorite character. Hmm. That's every fighting game, <laughs> Yeah, every character in the game who you don't play as is cheap, is broken, it's the worst game you've ever played, <laughs> and I fucking love it. Because, and somebody coined this really well, it's um, every character in the game feels like they're playing their own fighting game. It's so, so layered and deep. I fucking love this game so much. And I know, I know I always harp on about it. And I know I reference it all the time. <laughs> but I swear, right? It's just, it's, so the whole reason I bought a PS5 <laughs> and the new TV was for this game. And now that I've got was it, it, worth it, it fucking oh. is worth it. It's, uh, I respect, I respect that. I think that's the highest praise you could give it, mate. 100%. And, like, I showed Amy Exard, like, when I was at yours recently. And you were like, this is a really pretty game. This looks visually very, very cool. Guilty Gear Strive dials that up so much. Mm. It's stunning. And I fucking love it. And, man, like, it just speaks to me. It just speaks to me so bad. Oh, I love it so much. And the netcode. (laughs) <laughs> I don't even have to say I don't even have to say it's so good I don't think an episode's gone by where you haven't said it George. <laughs> the, the net code it's really good you need t-shirts with that on <laughs> the net code. you can't even see me in the frame I just <laughs> you yeah you've been absorbed by the darkness now I can just see your shoulder when you turn <laughs> <laughs> But, and his teeth when he smiles wow. is terrifying. It is. <laughs> but yeah, like 100%. I rate it 10 out of 10. It's one of my favorite games ever at this point. Um, I can't wait to see where they go with it, what they do with it. And, you know, I just, 
yeah, that's all I can give it. It's just so good. I recommend it to you guys. It's quite deep. Um, but if you're willing to put time in, it becomes very fun. But it's also really fun just to mash buttons mm. at the start because you can just figure out all this cool shit. Nice. Uh, mashing buttons. It's a good game. And, hmm. Mate, that was, that, was, that was a lot. And I'm very happy I'm really that sorry. you're happy with the game. That was a very I'm- long... That's, that's the most passionate I've been in a while. So... Mm. It was great it. to watch, man. You were like, you love it. It's, it's I hope, great. I'm, I'm <laughs> I glad it was as passion. engaging as it was like for me to say. I hope the audience liked that. I'm sorry, guys, if that was a bit long. but no, It's fine. I mean, yeah. audience, if you're still listening after that, write in and let us know because yeah. uh, yeah, it'd cheers. be great. It'd be great to know. Let but, us uh, know your favorite Guilty Gear Strive character and why yeah. is it the octopus waifu girl? Uh, sorry, sure, surely it's the uh, noble vampire samurai guy. That is, he looks wait, what? The that is my favorite character. And can he I just so cool. can I just quickly add on to what I was saying? Just if just briefly. To. Sorry if I have to. I do have to. <laughs> um, so him, right? Nagoriyuki. He is like there are certain characters in certain fighting games, right? Where I've been like, oh yeah, they're fun to play. Nagoriyuki is a character made for me. He is legit (laughs) my character. And I I haven't really felt that way about a character before. Like, I might ask him to marry me. Like, let's be real. Do it. Um, Can I come? Yeah, you can. You're invited. Let's Um, let's go. He's got, like, his special moves fill up his blood meter. And he has, like, three little stages, right? So the first stage, uh, if you fill up the blood meter for the first bit, you get uh, quicker heavy attacks, which is fun. Um, if you fill it up twice to the second gauge, it's like your attacks become quite strong, um, even shorter frame count. So like your moves are super fast as well. If you fill it up all the way, if you go crazy, then you burst, uh, your health fucking goes down. Your health goes down by 50%. Wait, so if you become too powerful... You, you you hurt yourself literally. If you if you go in, if you if you're like, I'm gonna kill this guy. I'm gonna be stupid and just use all my special attacks. You will die in that game. You I will mean, actually die. I guess that makes sense. Um, this is the coolest looking emo I've ever seen. It's so fun because it's like it's another layer of a game to play on top of the game. And for me, like as a fucking idiot, I love it so much because it's like because <laughs> I'm just an I'm trying to like. Also, figure out all the best moves to do on this character who is fucking an asshole because they're from a different fighting game like all the other characters. And also, I need to fight myself too. Mate, oh, I don't know why that speaks to me so much, but it just it just does. It just does. It's so good. Anybody who plays Nagoriyuki, you, you're a champion because he's hard to play. <laughs> and it's so good. Oh, dude, I'm going to turn my light on. Hang on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> As George goes to turn his light on, I think we'll wrap up the discussion of Guilty Gear Strive. But if you have any questions about it, please do write in and let us know. And George will, I'm sure, very happily answer the questions. Yeah, man. Very in-depth. For sure. I would love to. That'd be amazing. Uh, You can find our email in our description, but it is bonusstagefeedback at gmail.com. Okay. Now, I'm going to talk about a game or two that I've been playing, and it will be Super quick. So, no, it's absolutely fine. So, first one, Ratchet and Clank, a Rift Apart 
I absolutely loved it. Big fan of the Ratchet and Clank series. I've played pretty much all the mainline ones. I haven't played the co-op ones or I think the PSP one. It was like the, the Secret Agent Clank, but all the mainline ones, all the, the, the canon ones I've played. This is probably the best one so far. Nice. They've, they've just kept refining the gameplay. They've It's not the longest game, but everything is just so fluid so perfect there is there's not an ounce of fat on this it is mm-hmm. just chiseled to the point where it's just every everything you do is enjoyable everything you're doing feels like an interesting experience there's you're never feeling like oh i gotta go around and pick up a bunch of stuff to progress the story it just it goes at such a rapid pace that i i wasn't bored a single moment in it which it, which is a, a very very rare thing. There's normally a moment in a game that, ah, oh, cool, it's the it's the boring period now, but you get through it and it's back to all the fun. It's just constant. Uh, it is a incredibly beautiful game. I think any footage you've ever seen in the game, you're like, holy shit, that looks really good. Yeah, it looks just as good when you're playing it, when you're running mm. it. Um, I think the story itself is actually really good. It's a touching story. It's not breaking any new ground. Uh, mm-hmm. As an adult, you'll see a good few of the plot twists coming. But that's not really a bad thing because this is a story for the most part aimed at a slightly younger audience. Like It's a bit like a Pixar movie in yeah. not just its story but in its visuals, but stay on the story. It's something that it's meant for kids but adults like myself very much enjoy it still. I, I'm a big old fan. I think you could very happily jump in here though. You don't need to... Oh, okay. It, it doesn't really reference any of the past games, past kind of what the Dimensionator is if you played the past game you'll know what the Dimensionator is but also it doesn't really matter if you don't know what it is because it fucks up Dimensions and that's all you need to know which yeah. happens right at the beginning hey ho it's cool Um, the characters that it's kind of brought into the game one of which I will talk about one of which is kind of a spoiler uh, Rivet is kind of the alternate Dimension counterpart to Ratchet she plays the exact same as Ratchet except rather than having a wrench she has a big old fuck off hammer it's awesome that's- Voice acting throughout the game entirely is perfect. I don't think anyone's steps a beat out, which, as I'm playing through more and more games recently, is rarer and rarer for voice acting <laughs> to be good, I'm realizing. Um, just on a side note, I started playing Metro Exodus and not good. Um, I, I enjoyed the past Metro just, games, but I not enjoy this. I'm, I think I'm going to have to play in Russian because the English voice acting sucks. But it doesn't suck in Russian, it's like a riff apart. All the fucking weapons are absolute bangers. Half of them are hands down just joke weapons. Half of them are nice. really fun, beefy weapons. But the joke weapons are the ones that you enjoy and use every single encounter. Like I found mm-hmm. like my own little routine where a big like encounter would start and you see all the enemies hog in. So I'd get out my topiary sprinkler, which is something knew, that you throw I down. It. I knew it. And it sprays water onto enemies and they then turn into... Edward Scissorhands style yeah. bushes in the shape of what they are as a person. Oh, amazing. <laughs> they're frozen in that thing. And the dedication to the joke goes as far to any boss in the game will turn into a topiary piece no matter what. No way. Like, the what? biggest mech boss in the <laughs> game. Sick. You throw that shit down, it sprays it, it stops in time. There's <laughs> a big old fucking flower, but it's so cool. That's really I love it. amazing. I There's another gun which... It's like they they dedicate themselves so hard to every joke in this game, and it's it for the most part they work. Like the um, I think it's called the pixelizer. It was in the previous game, but you shoot it at an enemy, and they turn into kind of 
a 3D representation of like a 2D sprite of themselves. Mm. They'll still move and they'll still kind of attack and stuff. And again, you can shoot that at pretty much any enemy, including bosses, and they will do the same thing. And not only will they kind of turn into that, but, and I don't know whether this is baked in or if this is using some kind of cool audio routing now that they can do it on the PS5. Uh, They also sound 8-bit. So all their kind of voice lines, all their attacks and stuff sounds super bit crushed, super old school. And it's just like, it's those little touches that feel so good and sells the world more than kind of anything. I I, I love it when games really double down on audio stuff and it was just a nice little cherry on top. Mm. Um, Guns feel amazing. Very much uses the the haptic triggers. Amy, you've dabbled in Returnal. Feels very much in that way in line where guns have alternate fire modes. Depends on if you hold down like halfway or fully feels really cool. cool um yeah i i absolutely love this game i i have not touched on the visuals but and it's a cliche to say but it looks like a fucking pixar movie and it actually yeah. does at this mm. point because like it's i in the old ones it's kind of like you look at it, you're like oh it looks like a pixar movie but then you actually look at it, you're like yeah but it's jaggy edges when you're playing the game and it, it kind of looks like a pixar movie in low resolution but it's fine it still looks really pretty this is just clean as fuck it's the cleanest game I think I've ever played, which sounds like a really weird thing to say, but every line is crisp. I was playing at the the um, ray trace sixty frames a second mode, which has a lower resolution than I know. Yeah, they they've got that Spider Man engine shit Ooh. going on, so you can play it at sixty frames cool. a second with all the reflections. And I'll be honest, yes, it looks slightly worse than the pristine four K thirty mode, but the smoothness of the 60 actually makes it, in my opinion, look better. So I very much enjoyed playing it. I did dabble in the 30 frames a second mode once I finished the game on challenge mode. And it w- it just felt so choppy after playing it at 60 the entire time. It felt so smooth. And I highly recommend playing like that. Um, I did mention earlier on the whole 40 frames a second if you've got a fancy RCV. Play like that if you have a fancy TV. But if, if you're like me and you don't, 60 is the way to go. Mm. I, I love this game. It's so fun. I, I, I jumped back in and started doing the challenge mode, which is in every Ratchet & Clank game, which essentially you play through the game again, except there's a bolt multiplier. So if you don't get hit, you get more and more bolts and all the weapons kind of get another five levels for you to upgrade them further and more powerful and stuff. Hmm. I don't think I mentioned to you guys. Um, and if you played Ratchet & Clank games, this is very powerful, of course. But if you haven't, every gun you get in the game kind of as you use it levels itself up. And when you hit a level five version of it, you kind of get an alternate version of the gun. So when you hit level five with just say the normal blaster, it starts shooting three bullets at once rather than one. It's there's little kind of additions like that, but it does slightly change the way that the gun is and make it feel a bit more powerful. It makes using the guns fun and feels like anytime you're using the gun, even if it doesn't do the most damage, it feels like you're using it for a reason rather than just using it for the sake of using it. It's it's a really nice system. I really love Ratchet and Clank. This is a great game. I think it was worth the 70 quid, I think. If you're not a massive Ratchet & Clank fan and you see it on offer, buy it. If you are a Ratchet & Clank fan, you've probably already bought it, so there's no kind of real selling you on it. But I really, really enjoyed the game. Recommend it to anyone. And if if you've just bought a PS5 and want to see it looking good, this is the game for you. It's it's just stunning. I absolutely love it. Also, that whole like quick-loading thing, jumping between dimensions, it's cool when you're watching it on like the presentation when you're doing it mm. it feels fucking amazing it is very very strange experience to go from seeing it to doing it and going holy shit it actually does the thing that it was showing it was doing there's no smoke and mirrors it just does it it's mad wow. it's cool I love it nice. that's cool absolutely love it 
That's so, really uh, highly recommend. What a glowing Love review! I love that. Yeah, yeah I, I'm, honestly, a big old glowing review. I I don't think I have anything negative to say um, to it. I, I guess my only negative, which isn't negative, it's just me wanting more of the game. Is I wish there was more modes in the arena mode in most Resident Clank games, except for the the um, one that they did a few years ago, which was kind of a remake of the first one. There's always an arena with different kind of wave-based levels and challenges mm. and stuff. Mm. In the old school ones, they they had some mad ones, which like 100 waves of enemies, which I always loved doing those. And as a kid, especially playing a game and not having lots of games, that was amazing. It ate up so much time, but I enjoyed the experience, so I played it. Um, in this, it doesn't. It has... I think uh, 15 kind of challenges but they're all just up to five waves and then there's a boss one and they're up to five waves and then there's just there's low gravity in this one challenge they're all very different challenges but as a, a hard fan I would have liked more variety and more of them but that is a nitpick and that's just me being a bit greedy I think I love the game it's a banging game good play the man. game nice yeah, that's good Bang. that makes me makes me want to check it out to be honest I've yeah. been looking at it um, mm. Yeah, well, my boyfriend wants to play it, so I'm like, oh, maybe we'll, maybe we'll get that and play that together. When, like, all I've seen of like the trailers and stuff of that game, it looks mm. like you say, it looks like a Pixar movie. It looks very pretty. Mm. It looks awesome, um, and it's cool to see something, yeah, looking that nice on the PS5. So yeah, that sounds yeah. like good yeah. shit, man. Yeah, it's one of those games that kind of. It is one of those next-gen only things that kind of really shows off that console. So if you've got this big old shiny box and you're kind of fed up playing games that are from the last generation, you really want to see the reason you spent 450 quid. I guess it's a good <laughs> yeah, reason to buy it. Yeah. Um, the second game I've been playing uh, is Doom Eternal again, because I fucking love Doom Eternal. Mm. And like two days ago, they released the PS5 version of it. And... It's essentially Doom Eternal, but 4K with ray tracing, and it's fucking amazing, and I love it so much because I've missed that heavy metal mayhem that that Doom is. They've also done some like dual sense stuff with it. It's like the most basic dual sense thing where the triggers have a little bit of resistance, they're like a little clicky bit, and that's it. I was really hoping there would be some haptic stuff and maybe there is later on in the game, but like you're always picking up these chunky things or opening like a chunky door. I really was expecting just a bit of that kind of vibration, but sadly they haven't done it. But yeah, that again, that's a nitpick. It's it's Doom, but prettier and runs faster. And it's it's fucking Doom, man. I love it. I love Doom. <laughs> no, you, no, you're saying how Doom and Gloom. No Doom and Gloom. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it, you're saying how like metal the fucking story of Guilty Gear is play Doom. You're Mate. fucking fighting hell demons all the time. It's so I, cool. I love it. And uh, yeah, I mean, like day one of the PS5 release, there was a bit of an issue where, like, if you had already bought it, you then had to buy it again. And they were like, "That's not, that's not right. Don't buy it." And then I didn't buy it. And then the next day, I had it, so it was great. So it's all good now. Oh, good. I mean, yeah, I again highly recommend it. Doom Eternal is always on sale. Just wait for a sale that you get the free upgrade, so it's not like you have to buy Ooh. the next gen one. Um. Yeah, I love Doom. I love Doom. Love it, mate. Doom. Good game. Eter- Eternally. Yeah, yeah nice. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I might play the DLC now. I never bought the DLC because I was waiting for this. So Doom. here we go. Uh, I think that's it. I don't think we have any other games that kind of we've been playing other than games that we've already spoken about because no one's added any other games to my dock. So Ooh. I'm guessing we're going to wrap this shit right up. Are we wrapping? <clears throat> Yeah, we we wrap in, boy. Okay, I, I'm not gonna wrap. I'm just gonna close the episode. But if you guys want to wrap, <laughs> go for it. <clears throat> 
Okay, thanks for listening. I, I mean, if you're still listening, thank you very much. Please do write in at bonusstagefeedback at gmail.com. It'd be great to kind of hear other kind of opinions on the games we've spoken about, including the game streaming side, because I think it, everyone's got their own kind of opinion on it. It'd be really interesting to hear more opinions on kind of what you think the future mm. of gaming looks like. Uh, George, flipping that hair around, buddy. Yeah. Where can they find you? <laughs> Uh, if you if you press story mode on Guilty Gear Strive, right? <laughs> if you go, if you watch it, right, all four hours of it, and then wait till the end of the credits, um, you'll see a tiny little picture of me in the bottom right hand corner, and then next to my face, it says uh, at paperthingeorge on twitter.com. at paperthingeorge. Wow, it's, it's literally that. That's pretty sick. It's it's a bit of a you know, it's quite a quite a while, but. It's worth it. If I watched it on YouTube, would I still see that? No. Oh, shit. <laughs> nah, Fine. Cut that. Oh. <laughs> Amy, where can they find you? <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at HalumiCat. Boring. <laughs> I know. I'm so dull. <laughs> <laughs> and Sally, mate, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sully underscore Iqbal. Bang in. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. If you are still listening, share us with a friend. They if are you like still it, listening, Luca. they are still listening. Positivity. Positivity, man. <laughs> We're positive here. Uh, yeah, share, share us with a friend. It'd be nice to kind of get this out to a wider audience so we can get more emails to get more discussion Follow. going because we love a bit of discussion. Um, Give us five stars on Apple um, uh, Reviews podcasts. Actually, that's, yeah, that's a really good shout. We really should say that earlier than two and a half hours into a podcast. But, uh, <laughs> He's right right there. Um, that actually does really help. So it, if you are on an iPhone, even if you don't listen through the Apple Podcast app, it'd be great for you to drop us a little kind of nice review there. Add it, to your Spotify yeah, list. Mm. Mm, Spotify. So I don't know if you can do that on podcasts. I don't know about Spotify. I don't You don't, can. Don't you can it. follow, I think. Follow us on Spotify. Okay. Follow us on Spotify. Wow. Yeah, Our Spotify knowledge collectively is very bad. <laughs> Mate, I use Apple Music use Apple and Music. Overcast and I mean, that's it. I'd follow us on Spotify, but um, yeah, I can't exactly. remember if it was follow or, or what. I can't remember the words. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll catch you next time. Hey, bye. 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 God, we're pitch perfect. And-